23rd of August, 2038. Interview 11 with Ava Miller. You know I hate that. I'm sorry, Evelyn. Ava is the name on the medical papers. I have to do this for the record. What do you want today, Doc? I was hoping we could talk about the falling out with your father. Nicholas was not my father. Is that how you see it? He wasn't Ava's either. You know how bad he was. Ava loved him. You ever cry yourself to sleep, Doc? You know, you know the rules? Have you replaced a pillowcase because it was soaked in tears? No personal talk about me. You know that's off limits. To stop transference, right? Among other things. You really think I'm going to fall in love with you? Someone like you? We're just following procedure. Not that I wouldn't fall in love with a woman. Are you queer, Evelyn? I'm not. But you just said, said that, that... You have, haven't you? Loved a woman. Cried yourself to sleep. Everybody has, haven't they? Why do you say that, Evelyn? Even the richest fucks. They probably cry themselves to sleep over some toy being lost. Maybe crashing daddy's yacht. Evelyn, what are you trying to say? Not going to play today. If I don't have to. You mentioned crying yourself to sleep. I never said those words. You implied it when you said it. Read all you want, Doc. I didn't say it. I asked if you had. Why'd you bring it up then, Evelyn? It was when you were 12. That's when you first cried yourself to sleep. Forcing a pillow onto your own face, pulling it down on yourself. You think, maybe you could choke yourself. You think, that'd be best. Knock yourself out, or perhaps just die. But you can't do it. You know that even if you stuff your mouth with the corner of the pillow, you'd pull it right back out and gasp for air, feeding the pained lungs, because you don't have the fucking balls to do it. Is that what you did, Evelyn? No. That's what Nicholas told me he did. Why do you think your father would have attempted suicide? He's not my fucking father. Did it hurt you? The idea that he would kill himself? Or did you see something of yourself in him? I'm not like him or you. People like you, like Ava, you're the people that cry yourselves to sleep. I do what needs to be done. He's spineless. He told me about choking himself at breakfast. We were just talking. And I told him that the night before, I tried staying under my blanket for as long as possible, just to see if I could. I couldn't. It got hot, I sweated, and it felt hard to breathe. Then he told me I shouldn't do that, because sad people do that. That he, he told me and explained that I should be careful not to hurt myself. But whenever it got hot, I threw off the blanket. Of course I did. When something hurts you, you don't let it hurt you more. Why would I let anything hurt me? Him being spineless, is, is that... That's not what I'm talking about. You asked why I left Nicholas's house. Yes. Why you cut off the family connection. She couldn't do it. Move on. She'd come home every day and listen to him berate us, absolutely destroy any sense of value that we had. Back then, Ava didn't know I was around, but she couldn't get out of the pain. That's when you first took control, right? Imagine you're in the back seat of a car, Doc. You look out the front window and see you're driving deep into a desert. You've been going for a while, and you're convinced the car will run out of gas soon. It's not like the driver will give you water, but you're thirsty. The driver, you see her in the rearview mirror. Her eyes are glazed over. She's not thinking. But you can't do much while you're tied up. You feel the gag between your teeth and the way your mouth is sucked dry from the fabric on your tongue. It's not restricting, it's parasitic. And you're thirsty. Then you realize the knots around your hand and the gag keeping you in your place are not as tight as you ever thought they were. You assumed you couldn't get free, sure, but you never tried. What do you do? Why can't you just trust the driver? Surely there is a reason there in the front seat. That is the reason people like you cry into pillows while people like me don't. 
People like me do what needs to be done. Are I, you a person? I don't want the implant. You love Ava. You know she was the first driver. She is the person who owns the body. I'm going. We're not done for the day. Fuck you, I'm not taking the ironic implant. You know it's not for me to decide. I can make my recommendations, but... You're threatening to destroy me. Ultimately for the jury to decide. You know that, Evelyn. Research has shown cooperating can assist with assimilation. Do you really think advocating for the implant is any different from sticking the tube underneath my eye yourself? 4th of September, 2038. Interview 17 with Ava Miller. How are you doing today, Ava? Still shell-shocked, but I don't know what to feel. What to feel? Are you confused? We can go back over it. No, it's just I've hated myself, Tori. For these last couple of days, I've hated everything about me. And then last night, last night I had a dream. Can you remember it? I was a kid, but I wasn't like the size of a kid. I was an adult, actually, as old as I am right now. But I was making cookies with Dad. It was his recipe or, or Grandma's. It involved brown butter. I still remember the taste, even though I haven't had it in almost for years. So much better than regular butter. I wanted to mix it in every recipe we had. He wasn't as keen. Things had a recipe with rules to be followed. That's what the dream was about. He was yelling at me because I wasted a kilogram of flour experimenting on my own recipes. I was in the kitchen making a massive mess when he came in looking straight at me with this anger and he came up to me, vein on his forehead about to explode. He ripped the spoon out of my hand. He screamed at me something about the mess, pointing to all the pots and pans I pulled out to try my new dough, and he just hit me. Right on my face, he just kept on hitting me. I thought you said he wasn't abusive. Is that not true? He never hit me. It was just a dream. But I can't believe he was so angry with me. How does, How does the anger make you feel? I've been filled with nothing but regret and fear of what might happen when I fall asleep. Have you ever felt like you won't wake up? It's like that. But it's not death I'm scared of. It's Evelyn. Concentrate on certainties, Ava. Oh, come on, what certainties do I know? I know there's four walls around me. I know that none of them have windows. I know on the other side of that door is more windowless walls. Good. This is your world. It is safe and it is known. Ignore the negative thinking. It's keeping you from getting better, Ava. In this prison, jailed and on trial. As I said before, the state has assessed you mentally unfit to leave. When can I be discharged? It's important we focus on every day as it comes. You're not even certain about when I can walk free again. How can I know if my own father would forgive me? What if I could have saved him? Well, how does thinking about these things help you? He can't forgive me though, can he? He's gone. Dead. Not much a corpse can do to reassure me. Oh, I shouldn't talk like that. How do you feel about Evelyn? About her control? Shit. Ava, you think I've given her too much control, don't you? You think I'm weak? I am weak. Don't you think that maybe you should have more control than her? She doesn't like that. She can get so angry. Don't make her angry. You don't have to do that. Will I get out of here? Someday soon we'll know. What do you remember about temporal lobe implants? I'm not going to get out, am I? Let's, Let's focus. What did we say about temporal lobe implants? Relatively new type of implant developed by Ashfield Institute goes into the side of your head, supposed to fix you. Lots of people have got them, safe, apparently. Government even using them in prisons for behavior management. They are really safe, Ava. They've passed all the normal regulatory tests. Yeah, but I don't know if I want one. Ava. What is it? What if it's the only way to live your life again? My life?
25th of August, 2038. Interview 12 with Ava Miller. Personality presenting as Evelyn. See, so you figured out a way to be nice. I did. I hope that you appreciate it. Was that so hard? I just want the best working relationship possible. Yeah, totally, me too. So, Miss Miller, today I wanted to ask you why you isolated yourself. Isolated myself? You think that's an unfair assessment? Just because we moved away from Nicholas doesn't mean we were isolating ourselves. What about cutting off from old friends? Does that count? You didn't give Ava much choice with your explosions. You basically made all her friends not want to talk to her. That's because they were all bad for her. Why is that, Evelyn? You're not going to play, Evelyn? I'm not really in the mood, to be honest, Doc. In our last meeting, you said you could love a woman, but you're not queer. Did I use the wrong identity for you, Evelyn? No, I know what a queer is. And are you queer? You're so gullible. So you're not. I think you're actually pretty shit at your job. I think you are queer, and you were pursuing women after your move. Fuck, I would never get with a girl. I think it makes sense. You get rid of old friends so they don't see you and don't question you. Then you're free to do whatever you want when you take control of the body, including, perhaps, getting yeah. drunk and having sexual relations with women. You don't know what you're talking about. Would you submit to an STI test? Sure, you won't find anything. Because you use protection. Because I don't take control just for a fuck. I don't do it on a whim. I do it because she needs me. And why does she need you? She's weak. After we moved out, all she could think about is how much she missed him, how much she wanted to be back home with him, but all he did was make her sadder. And the only reason she had the job at the doctor's office back home is because he worked there. Because there, he could yell at her. It was all day, every day. She was never enough, and she always had to do something else for him. Did she ever try to move back? All the time. She'd get in the car and start driving to visit him, make up and apologize. She even practiced what she'd say. Daddy, I'm so sorry I had an outburst. I'll get help. It's not me. I'll move back. Is that when you'd take over? I let her have a little fantasy, a little imagination of what going back might be like. And then, when she was done dreaming, I took control and did what I needed to. I drove back home and was alone, where she needed to be. She got so nervous when we got close to Nicholas's house. That's when I'd take over. Sometimes she would even make it to the street, but as soon as she saw the blue roof, she'd seize up and start hyperventilating. I'd step in and comfort her, slow down the heart and breathing, turn the wheel and go back home. A good grip around the wheel would always be calming. For me to be in control was for us to be safe. Sometimes people would recognize our car and ask about us, the friends. That's why I had to cut them off. Too many questions. Better on our own. Wasn't it ever lonely? Didn't it ever get to you not having anyone at all? There was work to do. She still didn't have a job. Was she supposed to work, not you? My work was keeping her on the rails. She could flip burgers or whatever we'd end up doing. The police records said you were unemployed at the time of your suicide attempt. Ava said that too. Her suicide attempt, not mine. But you but inhabit the same body, don't you? You seem to draw an arbitrary line at where your responsibility ends and where Ava's begins. Do you ever wish suicide upon a patient, Doc? You ever think their life would be better off over? I think that you can't imagine yourself as a failure and that you blame her whenever something goes wrong. But I honestly think you fuck up more, and that drives you crazy. Don't think your psychoanalytics is getting you somewhere. You know shit about us. How unprofessional to cuss at me as well. I don't think you could ever find a job. 
I think you're too unpredictable. I'll tell you what, her life would be better off over. It's a sorry excuse for a life anyway. I'd free her if it wasn't me too. You're a killer. And the Ashfield Institute paid you five million in bonuses last year. What, what would have happened if you took over earlier? Could crisis have been averted? Aren't you a failure for not stepping in, Evelyn? How little control do you really have? 2nd of September, 2038. Interview 16 with Ava Miller. Good morning, Doctor. How are you? Tired this morning. What's been going on? The same. A lot of sleeping, really. But I'm still just so tired. I feel like I haven't slept, even though all day I nap. You look like you're getting fitter. Are you exercising? I'm not doing anything. Oh. It's okay. I don't think crunches are a big worry. Unless you do. Let her do them. They're good. Okay. I do want to talk about your father's funeral. I guess we haven't talked about it. Is there a particular reason you've been avoiding it? Not really. I guess when I think about it, the coffin, it wasn't cold. It's okay. It's okay. Go on. I just expected the coffin to be cold, but when I touched it, the wood, it made me think that maybe he was inside, heating it up. There was a part of me that thought if I just ripped open the casket, he'd look back out at me with this beaming smile. He'd sit up and give me a big hug, and everyone would be so surprised. I'd be the one who saved him, and he'd be happy with me. But you didn't open the casket. It was locked, or nailed down. When I pulled the lid, it didn't move. I still don't know if someone saw me try. How'd you feel after you couldn't get it open? Dumb. It was such a stupid idea. A flight of fancy, as he'd say. People die, and you can't save them. He was dead in the casket, Ava. There were bagpipes at the funeral. I only ever hear them at funerals. Wonder why that is. Perhaps it's a the sound they make. Anybody with any sense of self-respect would probably admit they're a shitty instrument, but when they're played at a funeral, <laughs> seem to stir a feeling we all have. The way the pipes cry, desperate to let the air out. I wonder if that's what death is like, trying to get out of your own dead body. A soul, maybe? I don't believe in magic. Magic? I don't think it's your soul trying to get out. I think it's the simple desire of not wanting to be broken anymore. I don't want to get old. I don't want to lie in a bed and not be able to stand up. That's when I'd want to escape, to leave my body and be free. Did you like the sound of the bagpipes at the funeral? Like them. I miss him. I, I know. That's okay. I know it's silly, but I wish I'd tried harder to rip it open. Even if I just saw his dead body, at least then I could have seen him dead. It doesn't even feel real. It just feels like I haven't visited. Did the funeral give you any of that closure? No, I was just stressed the whole time. All of those faces staring at me with such contempt, some with pity. Pity was more comfortable to look at. The women were more pitiful. But Evelyn got to them all. If not then, after. Then I had no one. Nobody. I think I tried to talk to some of the people at the wake, but I can't remember it's gone. Are you all right, Ava? I'm just thinking about when I attempted suicide, same way as him. Sometimes I think it's funny I couldn't even kill myself. Is it funny today? Just sad. So fucking sad. Let's do a breathing exercise, Ava, like we've done before.
it. Now, let's look around. Four walls, two people, one desk. You're here now. Don't you feel in control? I think so. Ava, we need to talk about your father's death. It wasn't suicide. And I'm not an ordinary psychiatrist. 27th of August, 2038. Interview 13 with Ava Miller. Personality presenting as Evelyn. I'm gonna tell Ava about the prosecution. You always said you'd do it. Is it time? Do you think she's ready? Do it later. But then with the case immediately after, it'd be oh, tough. She needs to be roughed up. I'll need a lot of access to her next week. I've been thinking, Doc, about the implant and the case. Are you ready to cooperate? What you said the other day, I am in control. I can manage this. Manage what? Everything. I can get stable and healthy. I can be rehabilitated. No burden to society and all that. What are you suggesting? Have you ever tried isolating an alternate personality with an implant? Block the original personality instead of the alters? It's theoretically possible, but I don't feel comfortable discussing this, Evelyn. Dr. Y. Not just Doc. I get my full name. See, I can be nice if I have a reason. I can be rehabilitated. I came here today with a plan, Evelyn. We're going to talk about that. Sure, Dr. Wythe. Whatever you think is best. You were saying in our last session that you needed to get Ava away from Nicholas and keep her away, that you were going to get a job, etc. What was the plan after all of that, after your apparent liberation? That was Ava's liberation, not mine. My liberation would be if I didn't need to look after her anymore. Were you working towards that? Her being independent. Yeah, I didn't think beyond that. It was purely focused on getting her on her own two feet. But it was hard. You weren't quite right last session about her being completely unemployed. There was a job for a short period of time. It was as a receptionist, the only work she actually knew how to do. The first couple of shifts I went, not her, learnt and then explained the whole thing to her through notes. But then came her shift. I remember watching that one from the back seat. Her hands. She couldn't get them to work. It's like without Nicholas yelling at her in the office, she was incapable of picking up a phone. She didn't hold it down, obviously. Would you like to see Ava in another receptionist job? It doesn't matter what job. Just Well, we gotta eat. All right, well, humor me. Say you get another job. What then? What for you? Would you give up complete control? Would you go away? I don't think she can do it. Get another job? Go on without me. Could she live her life? Or when things get tough again, would she pull me back out? But you said that your liberation would be when she didn't need you. I don't understand. How are you supposed to want her to stand on her own, but always take control? That's what you don't get. It's not always about me coming out. She pulls me out now. She knows I can handle the things she can't. She knows when her hands stop working, she needs me to come back out. You shouldn't come out. It's not helpful for her recovery. She kept trying to pick up the phones, Doc, but every time she did, she was overcome with anxiety and she'd hang up. There was a man there that helped her, but it wasn't enough. She couldn't save herself and she didn't pull me out. What if that was for the best? Losing the job. Failing for herself. I mean, that was a big deal for her, not having Nicholas there and completely stuffing up. She hadn't done anything like that before. That's how progress starts. We were starving and she couldn't get a job. But what if that's how she starts to move away from Nicholas? You're wrong. She started attempting to travel back to Nicholas after that. She couldn't stop herself. 
It always came back to that. It always came back to needing him and needing his support. She didn't. She only ever needed me. I could have looked after her. Ava didn't trust you. How do you know that? She would have handed off to you instead of trying to go back to her father. Like he would have done her any good. She was so broken, she couldn't imagine a world without him. I was the only person to fix that. I could imagine a world without him. So I fixed it. You know this is on the record, right? He was a man from another time. I do regret some of my actions, Doctor. But how else was I to go on? You had a choice, Evelyn. You of all people should know what mental illness can do. All I want is to recover. If this is on the record, let it show my deep regret. 31st of August, 2038. Interview 15 with Ava Miller. Good morning, Ava. Nearly September. It's been a while. I hope you don't mind. Evelyn and I were making real progress. That's fine, you do what you need to do. That's right. And today is probably going to be hard, Ava. I'm going to ask you about when you heard of your father's death. I only got control back yesterday. Do we have I to? I think we do. Whenever you're ready. What do I tell you? Anything. Perhaps start with where you were. I was at home, playing a game. I remember I was actually happy because I managed to make a friend online. It was just casual and I didn't really know anything about him, but he was nice. We were just playing a game and I laughed. I was laughing when I heard the knock at the door. I remember how quickly I went from smiling to deadpan, craning my ear to the sound, nervous because I don't like those people who door knock and try to sell you things. When I opened the door, there was two of them. They asked if I was his next of kin, and I said I didn't know. I asked if that's how those sort of things generally go. It's after they explained next of kin, they told me he was dead. Suicide. I hadn't seen him for months, so the guilt, it was instantaneous. They always tell those stories of, what if the last words said to a loved one were angry? Well, that was me. I felt I should have been there. Do you wish you could have said something else to him before he died? Of course. What would it have been? What does it matter? He can never know it. Not even in heaven? No. Well, it could help just saying it aloud. Have you thought about it? Yeah. I think around in my head about 100 different things I could say, but it always ends up just as, I love you. Or maybe I would apologize for not being there. I'm sure he knew that you loved him. No, he had no idea. He thought I was Evelyn at the end there. All he knew of me was the anger, and I think that could have contributed to his sadness. You don't, you don't know that. No one can know that. You should focus on certainties. I just, if I didn't move out, I could have been there to stop him. And if I didn't move out, maybe he wouldn't have been depressed in the way that he was anyway. I loved him so much, I swear to God. Fuck, why am I swearing to God? I just wish I could go back and change it, but I know that I can't. That's right. I'm sorry. I miss him. Of course. I went back to my game, my video game. I had no other idea what I could do, so I just played that. Maybe I should have traveled to where his body was, checked it, seen it. But what would that have achieved? So I just played my game. I didn't tell my friend. I wanted to laugh. 29th of August, 2038. Interview 14 with Ava Miller. Personality presenting as Evelyn. G'day, Doc. What can I help you with? It's, it's time. time. Step me through the 18th of March. Thought it might have been. I'm all ears. Just tell me what happened. 
Ava never got over Nicholas. She couldn't bring herself to live away from him and live her own life. It didn't matter how often I took her away or built something new for her, she always wanted to share it with Nicholas. I remember back when we were kids, I thought Nicholas loved Ava with all his heart. Before puberty made rebellion grow out of places you don't expect, but it wasn't just rebellion, it was also the brilliant parts of her. They were flourishing and she was becoming Ava, the person she was meant to be. I focused on the flourishing while Ava focused on the childhood. She didn't understand Nicholas didn't love her. Did you, Did you ever consider letting her go back, stopping the fight? No, I never gave up on her. That's like giving up on myself. I had to keep fighting and save her. What about getting what psychological about? help? I thought you wouldn't be helpful. Do you think this crisis could have been averted? If the psychological warfare wasn't going on, probably. Why couldn't you stop her going back to Nicholas? As I said, warfare. She was impossible. But she was getting happier. I just knew she needed to be protected that little bit longer. That's why I killed him. You know, because without the option of running back to him, she would have had to move on, because that would be her only choice. How'd you do it? I let her get super stressed. It was just money stresses. I'd hidden money in jars and corners of cupboards, punch in a shoebox. When she felt she had no money to eat, she freaked out and gave me complete control. I knew she wouldn't remember it, so she wouldn't have a guilty conscience. I could be the one to fix things up. I travelled over to Nicholas's house pretending to be Ava. I pretended to be sorry and that I wanted to come home. Abusers in these moments are always kind as they rebuild their household, so I knew he'd let me in. Then you did it. I let him make me tea. I ate with him. He was happy for a while. Guess I owed him that at least. While he was cleaning it all up, I went outside and I got my shopping bag with the rope in it. Brought it back in and, well, he was weak. He was an older man, even if he pretended that he had all the power. I choked him with it and I hung him up. I left like it was a normal day, so not to attract attention, and then moved on. Everything would have been fine. Ava was going to grieve and then move on too. And she did. She grieved, and things were going well, until she fell into that stupid hole. Depression is so fucking useless, and she wouldn't let me take control. She wasn't scared, just sad. Empty of everything. That's when she went to take her life. Mine too. She didn't let me take control as everything went black. She wasn't even scared then. Then the cleaner. Then the cleaner found us. Why do it in a hospital? She went to the fucking hospital to suicide. To be, to be found, of course. No. She believes in God. I thought she was atheist. She tells herself that, but in her heart she believes in God. It was letting him decide to kill us or let us live. Ava knew she couldn't decide for herself, and she knew I would choose life. She let God choose. She thinks God sent the cleaner to find us. Do you believe that? All I know is that I wish the cleaner that found us wasn't such a prick. Calling the cops? I was unlucky to get the cop that dealt with Nicholas. They thought the two similar suicides strange. Then they realised I matched the description of the person visiting Nicholas that day. That investigation undid it all. And now you're here. And now I'm here. I'm going to need access to Ava from this point forward. Your case is too close. I need to start working with her. Of course, but Dr. Wyeth. Yes? I'm here now. This doesn't have to be the end. Battling made me sick. That's what your research says, right? Good luck on the prosecution, Evelyn. September 15th, 2038. 
jury summary. It is my opinion that Ava Miller is unfit to an extent that she will no longer be receptive to behavioral treatment. Criminal intent is difficult to assess, but I'm confident that Ava never consciously knew she committed murder, and the personality that did showed remorse. That personality is Evelyn Miller, and had a desire for more control. It is my opinion that the battle for control between Evelyn and Ava ultimately led to the unhealthy cycles that drew out negativity and kept Miss Miller at the edge of society. I believe it is possible that with only one personality present, Miss Miller could fully recover and reintegrate with society. I believe the personality with that potential is Evelyn, and that a temporal neuronic implant should be used to isolate her personality. It is also notable to the jury that this has never been done and presents a research opportunity. Right. Signed by Troy Wythe, the Ashfield Institute. This podcast was created with Scratchback, thank you to using. It was written and directed by Amy Collins, starring Rachel Archie as both Evelyn and Ava, and Lucy Hughes-Perrick as Troy Wythe. It was produced by Jack Bell, 